this very special episode of Says Who. You hear that? Jesus, that scared the <laughs> hell out of me. That was so loud. That was so loud. Yeah. Let's open it up. Uh, mm. This Man. special weekend episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon where it's been a little bit, but every Sunday after today, you get a whole nother bonus episode of Says Who. If you give it that five at or ten dollar a month level. At least one. At least one. This is this is this kind of week. If you give it that ten dollar a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. It is all good stuff over there at patreon.com slash says who. You wanna know what I'm drinking? Mm-hmm. This is an oat milk vanilla nitro cold brew coffee in a, a can. A lot of words. Mm. A lot of words for coffee. It's a can of coffee. I like a can of coffee. Yeah, I got them. They were on sale, Dan, so they've been sitting in the back of the fridge, and I thought, we're doing a special episode today. Let's get Tied jacked. To- let's let's pump this thing open and see what <laughs> happens. Because <laughs> I've already had my normal three cups, so this is just a bonus ode at two p.m. as we I record. Like it. So, books, Dan. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm entering the shoot. The final pass pages are coming of Nine Liars, and yeah. officially, I have started work on the new Stevie Bell book. What? Yeah, Ten Liars. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, books. You know what? I'm going to have a lot of information up about. We're now in the process of figuring out all the pre-order stuff, all that stuff. We're yeah. in that. You have to wait for everyone in publishing to come back from vacation. Yeah. Um, and from following the trial that's going on, there's a lot of publishing tea right now. That's true. You're into publishing. But books, I like them. Uh, if you want to read them, that's good for you. Uh, bookity book, book, book. You would like to pre-order the Nine Liars. You could go on over to kickbezosintheballs.org, our own little bookshop over there on the internet, where you can pre-order that. You can also order all kinds of books because we have books for you over at kickbezosintheballs.org. We have other stuff for you, too, over at merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get shirts and mugs and all kinds of good Says Who stuff. And finally, wait, I you got, would I, like... Wait, oh, yes. I just yes. thought of something. Maureen, yes. For sure, as we did with the last book, um, says who Discord people, I will happily do another reading group when uh, Nine Liar or when Nine Liars comes out. So Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Take a sip and of my if coffee. You would like to listen along with my travels this past summer, which are coming to a close on the internet and have come to a close on real life. You can go over to thehitchpodcast.com where there are 52 episodes or almost 52 episodes waiting for you to jump into the trailer with me and Janice and listen along thehitchpodcast.com. Ah, Maureen, it is nice to be home and nice to be in front of uh, my actual workspace and sitting down to the internet, but quick. Have I missed anything? <laughs> See you tomorrow.
But why is that thing happening? What thing? This flickering thing. What flickering thing? Welcome. Damn it. Did it actually distract you? Were you I trying not to? Maybe be- you were doing a thing. Yeah. But then I also you kept sticking with it long enough that I thought yeah. maybe you weren't doing a thing and there yeah. was a problem. Yeah. Welcome to Says Who, where I try to surprise Dan with that. It's just a little game I've built in for myself. Yeah, it's really fun. The podcast that isn't a podcast. I'm Maureen Johnson. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. Maureen. Now, now normally, we are recording (laughs) on a Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. And uh, normally, this would be for the Town Watch. Yeah. The Town Watch, our bonus podcast that we do for our Patreon supporters that comes out pretty much every Sunday, except that we were off this week, Maureen, Mm -hmm. because I was uh, I was traveling and uh, we took the week off. And, you know, like what's going to happen really in the middle of August 2022 feels like a safe week to 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 skip one. Before we uh, get to that, Dan, I just want to say that uh, I found a T-shirt online that I was going to buy for Dan. Yeah. Before I realized what it actually meant. <laughs> so I'm so it, glad you didn't buy that it, T-shirt. It was a picture. I don't know. I was looking for a shirt or something, and it was like camp-based shirts, and it yeah. had a picture of a trailer. Like a little airstream looking trailer and big yeah. text that said, I hate pulling out. And I was like, Oh, Dan mm. hates pulling out. And I was I yeah. put it in the cart and then I went, wait a oh. minute. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and it was the thing was it was from this super wholesome campsite. So mm. that's why I was like, Oh, it looks just like his trailer. And yeah. In yeah. the cart, Dan, before I was like, Hey, Man. hey, wait a minute. I'm glad we both dodged that bullet. I am very pure at heart, Dan. So that is why <laughs> all I saw was an Airstream trailer. And a, and I know someone that really hates doing the, well, pulling out. Yeah, I mean, it, nowadays it's all, I'm pretty used to it now. We are back. We came back on Wednesday, Maureen. We are back in town. I am in front of my computer. Pretty much the very first thing I did, Maureen, after we got home was come downstairs and turn on my computer and just run a speed test on it. Cause I was like, I want to remember what fast internet is like. It was great. How does it feel to be back in the confines of a house? Uh, you know what? It actually feels pretty good. We, uh, yeah, it, so we cleaned the fuck out of our house before we left, which was so annoying at the time. It was like, we are exhausting ourselves cleaning. And it turns out it was the greatest gift we could give ourselves. Oh, yeah. Because we came back to a house that looked better than we remembered. Mm -hmm. Like, I had done things like cleaned up the basement, which in the last, like in the pandemic years has basically become the storage place where we throw everything that's over, over cluttering upstairs. And like, I cleaned that and I came downstairs. I'm like, what the fuck? It's mm-hmm. like it's like a room down here. So uh it's actually been pretty good. And it's also been a lot of like getting getting shit in order. The teen this morning got their uh learner's permit. Wow. 
and that already has gone out with Janice, our nice. resident expert driver, and uh, drove around a parking lot for a while. That's exciting. I know. We're taking care of business around here, Maureen. What about you? I am you are also back from the UK. I'm back from the UK. I'm going to be going away again uh, to Philadelphia next week. Yeah. And then back, and then I'm going to Greece. And then World I'm back. World traveler. Mm, Philadelphia and Greece. Yeah, that's an usual combo. I'm in the middle of my great... So, you know, I have my board, my Kanban board with all my projects. It really didn't get yeah. reset over the summer because every time I turned around, there was some sort of disaster happening. I bet. So I have been in a stress bubble of flying post-it notes and confused schedules. And being an author means you have all these tiny little jobs to do that are on you. And it's like you run a farm, sort of. Yeah. So everything was very chaotic. And I'm spending a couple of days working down on a granular level to plan everything out so that I no longer feel decision fatigue and a haze of confusion over my brain. I love it. And I'm planning it all the way through, I think, November 15th. Hey, day after my birthday. That's Perfect. what it's all about. I know. So you're basically, you're planning the lead up to my birthday. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a while. Um. So yeah, Dan, I'm in the middle of a... Uh, there's like, if you looked down, you can't because my stupid camera isn't working again. So I have to use this stupid laptop camera. It's just post-its and little notes everywhere, but it is slowly but surely progressing. I like because it. Because I'm giving myself the gift of a schedule, list of tasks planned at certain times. I so love that it. I don't lose my goddamn mind trying to write six things and run several social media accounts and do all the bits and pieces of the pre-order. Like, it's just the little bits and pieces that get you. Uh, yep. That's what I know gets that feeling. Ya. That is what gets you. It gets you. That is what gets you, but Maureen Johnson. There's nothing else to talk about. It is a Sunday. Normally, we'd just be riffing. We'd do, be doing whatever, because it's a town watch. Anything mm -hmm. goes. We yeah. have notes. Because this isn't any Sunday. Well, first of all, it should be noted, this is the 250th episode of Says Who. <laughs> Officially. Episode 250, Maureen. We're still on the boat. We're still on the... Let's go back in time, Dan. <laughs> Let's go back to Monday. Yes. Let's rewind, wind, 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 and... So, where were you on Monday? On Monday, we were driving across Nebraska on Monday. And, uh, yeah, we were very rural and a long drive <laughs> on, on Monday. And then we were going across Iowa on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. where And to a campsite that we had been to before, which has... The worst, basically non-existent internet and cell service. So we were, we were in a relatively inaccessible place when suddenly. <laughs> I was sitting here, Dan, in front of my computer. And it just passed a little blip over the screen. Like, I was like, hey, hey, that's weird. It looks like the FBI just raided Mar-a-Lago. 
Yeah. I had seen the report float over my phone, but it had come from like a retweet of a very small Palm Beach based reporter. And it was like, and, and even in that report, they were like, I'm not enough of a reporter to chase this down, but this is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's the thing is the first it was like, what? What is this? Yeah. And then the second confirmation came from Donald Trump on Truth Social. (laughs) Oh, he put his whole ass out for us to see. He sure did. They even, he said, broke into my safe. They punched his safe in. Yeah. So let's get into it then. Oh, boy. Welcome to a very special Sunday Says Who, where we are catching up on what should have been a slow and easy week and instead became quite a week. Let's go back in time also to August 2016 when when two ding-dongs were sitting around in their closets talking about this stupid election that was going to come up and how it was just a real pain in the ass that we had to get through it. Now we're like, and now here we are in 2022, you know, still getting through this uh, mass pandemic that shut the world down. And I uh, also, uh, Donald Trump is, uh, well, you know, the coup failed. Uh, and, you know, he, we got through the four years, but, uh, you know, he's ge- gearing up to uh, run again. And, uh, but, you know, the FBI just raided his house. T- 2016 us is not ready for that kind of information. No, no. That would be like uh, that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they open the ark and people's faces just melt. <laughs> By the time you reached the end of that sentence, we would just be sort of a putty-based skull with goop floating down. So, on Monday morning, the FBI said, knock, knock, it's the plumber. I've come to fix the sink. And... Yeah. Uh, they, I guess they were like, please let us in. We are the FBI. We have a warrant. We have a warrant. We have a warrant to search Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump, not in Mar-a-Lago, in New York City, because he is about to be deposed in he, the uh, was New York... I know, but it, at that moment, he had he was not about done to his deposition. He was about to be. So he was not at home. He was about to be deposed by Letitia James in uh, in the New York Attorney General. So he's not there. They The FBI rolls in, I think at 9.30 in the morning. They were there until like 5 in the afternoon. Turning over everything, as previously stated by the former president himself, they even broke into his safe. There are Trump, there is a Trump lawyer present. But uh, the FBI made no statement. So all we had to go on was truth social updates from the former president. Some poor bastard walking around Palm Beach or whatever going, I I think I just, I just think that. I think the can you imagine walking around with that scoop and being like, I don't know what to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure how to handle this. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like it's like if you saw a fucking sea monster come out and you're like, I guess <laughs> I guess I'll just make a little video. <laughs> Put it up on Instagram. <laughs> you got hope. Yeah. 
So the FBI goes in. Yeah. They look around. Now, presumably, he- Trump is freaked out enough and knows that this shit is terrible, that he has to get out ahead of it. Yeah. So he he makes a statement. Though he does wait until they leave, which was sort of surprising to me. I assume that it was because they were absolutely shitting themselves and trying to come up with wording or figure out what to do. Could be. How how many people do you think the buck was passed to at Mar-a-Lago as to who was going to have to call him? Because he's not there. Right. He's already in a bad mood because he's about to be deposed in New York. And now you got to call him and tell him that the FBI is traipsing through all of his rooms. So, yeah, it was a. What do they call it? It was like a no knock or it wasn't it was a knock knock. I I don't know if it was a no knock or not. I mean, I don't think they busted down a door, but they right. did not call in advance to right. be there like, hey, a- just, so you know, we're going to come by. Look for the stuff. Yeah. They just rolled up at 930 and we're like, hey. Yeah, they rolled up with a warrant and said, hey, guess what? We got to come in. Well, as you can imagine and lived through, a lot of people, as we all, I I called my mom, who called all of her friends. Like, it was one of those (laughs) things where it was like, tell everyone. (laughs) The FBI has just raided (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. Meanwhile, I am like desperately attempting to get any internet to work whatsoever. Oh man, it was it was quite a night. Of course, everyone was wondering, the fuck is this about? Yeah, because can you imagine the weird shit you, that you could find in my, and whatever it was they were looking for? Anything else they find is fair game, right? Or I believe so. Can you imagine the crazy shit that you can find if you're in Mar a Lago? Especially, they seem to have done a very thorough search. They were certainly like in the basement and all, you know, I mean, they were all over the joint. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're turning up a lot of a lot of stuff that I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that they probably, I mean, certainly from the inventory list that was later released, right? They kept it pretty close to the fold, but um, like in terms of close to what they were looking for. But yeah. I bet there was probably a lot of gross stuff. Mm. A lot of of soiled things that I would rather. There's also the omelet bar, you know, stop by, get an omelet made. Yeah, definitely. So they uh, went in. Yep. They stayed all day. All day. They took Um, out a bunch of stuff. Yep. And everyone said, oh, my God, the FBI has just raided (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. Amazing to hear. It's amazing yeah. to hear those words. You know what it was? It was kind of so amazing that it didn't even register as amazing. Yeah. It was like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. okay. Uh, there was uh, definitely a part of me that was like, well, we don't even know if they were looking for Donald Trump or were, you know, like there's certain, I, I would imagine on any given day, there's at least two or three crimes happening. In yeah. and around Mar-a-Lago that aren't even related to the president. Right. So you, they were, everyone was speculating, what, what, what did they go in for? Yeah. And so it certainly, could be a bunch of things. Oh, yeah. And certainly I think everyone 
assumed it was related to January 6th since there were sort of confirmation in the kind of weeks leading up to this that the Justice Department was, in fact, uh, moving forward and moving closer to Trump on their on their January 6th stuff. Republicans, on the other hand, took it real well with uh, multiple calls hilariously to defund the FBI. Truly amazing. Uh, they also said that the Justice Department needed to explain themselves and to release the warrant. But uh, they didn't say the Justice Department didn't say anything for a little bit. And then uh, Merrick Garland, it was announced, was going to issue a statement on Thursday. He walked out, talked for two whole minutes, basically said, look, we don't comment on ongoing investigations, but there's enough need here or enough demand here that I want to make a couple of things clear. One, I approve this shit. <laughs> Which I like that he was just like, it. I want him to know it was me. Yeah, it was very Cersei. <laughs> Tell Cersei. Yeah. Yeah, Donald, I want him to know it was me. And then, uh, and then announced that they were going to uh, petition to unseal the warrant and the inventory, um, which then happened. Yeah, it was very funny because they were all, Ted Cruz is out there screaming, unseal the warrant. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just came and was like, oh, okay. Sure. He's like, that's cool. It's sure. Fine with us. We also, just petitioned the judge. Also, Donald Trump could do that anytime he wants because right. uh, he has a copy. So, you know, uh, he was the one that told you in the first place that it happened and um, he's got the stuff. So, yeah. so go ahead. It's fine with us. So they, uh, they petitioned the judge. The first, that was really the first sign that things were maybe going to get a little spicier than we had thought because the two requesting uh, attorneys were, was the head of the Southern district of Florida, which makes sense because that's the jurisdiction and the head of the justice department's counterintelligence office who, do you know how often the counterintelligence office requests that warrants be unsealed? Never. <laughs> so that just doesn't really happen. Department of Secrets, one secret told. Yeah. So it was pretty clear at that point, this was Thursday, that uh, this was a little bit, this, this was a little different than January 6th. Um, at, at that point also, there was a lot of reporting that this had to do some, somewhat, at least, with the ongoing back and forth that has been going on since 2001. Uh, between the National Archives and the former Trump crew, crew uh, for taking 2001? papers. 2021. Sorry. Did I say 2001? You did. And I was like, oh, was it something to do with, like, with 9-11 and the sort? No, like, okay, no. 2021. 2021. But more than this year uh, around Trump taking records back to Mar-a-Lago after he left. Um and so there was also kind of that moment before the inventory was released where it was like, well, if this is really just about like a bunch of dumb documents, like they're just this is all just politicized. They're making a big deal out of it. It just took some documents. Not a big deal. Well, it turns out, Maureen. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like he took some notepads and letterhead. and No, he probably took those, too. Yeah. 
But uh, it turns out warrant was released. The inventory of what was taken was released. And of the 20 boxes of items that were removed from Mar-a-Lago, 11 were classified, including multiple that were marked top secret enough that they should have only been reviewed in secure facilities. And apparently are going to be fingerprinted so they can see who touched them. That is one of the one of the reports that's going around right now is that on the highest classification stuff, they are going to begin to uh, do some forensics to see who else interacted with them. Um, Even before the inventory was released, there were reports that from multiple sources that at least some of these top secret documents include nuclear secrets, whether it's nuclear power or nuclear weapons is not entirely clear. Uh, Either way, it's not great. Also, he uh, that he seemed to confirm himself through a series of cell phone posts that <laughs> he became increasingly frenzied. And by the end, he was like, look, Obama took a bunch of nuclear stuff. Obama <laughs> took 30 million documents. Yeah. Obama did not take 30 million documents. No. No, and the National Archives basically shot all of that down. They were like... Yeah, we have all of those documents because Obama's opening a library and we will hang on. We have ownership of all of those documents. Um, The other thing that the warrant showed us was that what they were pursuing was I've lost my notes. All right. Let's I can. I'm willing to savor this moment as long as it takes what they were pursuing was an investigation about potential violations of obstruction of justice, mm-hmm. mishandling government documents, sure. and Maureen yep. violating the Espionage Act. Now, that was the one that was the real spicy nugget in the oh, bottom yeah. of the bucket of regular nuggets. Yes. We A all very knew, spicy nugget indeed. We all know he obstructs justice. We all know he takes shit. We yeah. didn't know. That he was going to be accused of espionage. (laughs) We even know treason, but we weren't expecting espionage. Yeah. Yeah. Including he took a bunch of stuff on the president of France. Yeah, that that so almost everything in the inventory, which if you have not looked, is a is a funny document because most of it is just like, you know, item 14A miscellaneous documents you know but there are two the first very first one is a document regarding clemency for roger stone and that is labeled and then the second one says information about the president of france and then the rest are simply top secret documents or just regular documents or documents with you know these markings on it i think there were also photographs there is a couple of the boxes that they brought out as well Ah, espionage, Maureen. Yeah, not something we expected is that what came out of this week was that Donald Trump would get his house raided by the FBI and be under investigation for espionage. We can add that to a long list of things that are going on with Donald Trump right now. Yeah, yeah. It has not been a great week for Donald Trump. Even... Even if the FBI had not raided his house, took out 20 boxes of documents, 11 of which were top secret, 
and be uh, being investigated for espionage. D.C. Federal Appeals Court this week has granted that the House Ways and Means Committee can access Trump's taxes. They've been trying to get at his taxes pretty much for the last four years. Uh, he will absolutely appeal this to the Supreme Court, but it was yet another L in court. Uh, another Ellen Court, Alan Weisselberg, the former uh, Trump Organization accountant and the Trump Organization itself, lost their bid to toss a trial that's slated to start in October. The charges that the Trump Organization gave off the books benefits to executives for 15 years in order to evade taxes. And New York Attorney General Letitia James finally got to depose the Trump kids and Donald Trump himself in the inquiry into the Trump Organization's business practices. During that questioning, Trump answered exactly one question, his name, and then he invoked the Fifth Amendment over 400 times during four hours of questioning. Well, Dan, what does this all mean? And what's, what's, what? Oh no. Oh no, her forehead hit the microphone. I'm not even sure why. I, uh, <laughs> let me backtrack a second before I get okay. to the big question. Sure. So as I was coming back from England, I have a uh one over over lockdown, Virgin Atlantic decided to hand out bonuses to a lot of card members. Uh-huh. And they made me a gold member for no particular reason that I could see. I think it was just like, please fly again. Yeah. So that means I get to check it out fancy and use the lounge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, think I, get I know to where go- this is going. So I get to go through fancy security. Yeah. Which is nice. Sure. So I'm, I get to go through fancy security to go to my uh, economy seat. Didn't, you don't tell anyone. You just smile smugly. And uh, behind, there's a guy behind me at security. There's only two of us, really. Yeah. And uh, it's Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. Sure. Why not? I turned around and I clocked it. I was like, my brain went, well, that's Johnny Rotten. Standing two feet behind me, picking up his stuff. And the woman who worked security was like an older punk. I'd say she was in yeah. her 70s. She had green hair in bunches. Like she was... And she runs, she goes up to him and was like, hey, I have to ask, are you Johnny Rotten? And he's like, yes, I am. And she's like telling him how much she loves him. Super polite. Guys, yeah. like just absolutely nice to her. Okay. Uh, she starts going on about her daughter lives in America. And it, and like, and he was like, yeah, I live in America. And, um, and he, she says, and you know, I'm a huge Trump fan. I love him. And he nodded and smiled and gave her a salute and said something about how he likes Trump. And I just sort of sat there and watched it because I have a couple of really complicated feelings and it does relate to what's going on, what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Like how do we get to the point where now Johnny Rotten's a complicated figure. He is. But I do not think he's without a moral compass. Okay. He has done a lot of stand up stuff. As I've said before, that's why he confuses me. Like he was the only person that stood up against Jimmy Savile back in the seventies and actually said something out loud. He was the only one. Yeah. He 
does kind of fairly like he took in kids without a home and he's currently taking care of his wife who has dementia. Like he's, he's, he, and he, his whole thing seems to be disruption. We know blah, 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 but like, yeah, not without some sort of center. So I'm like, how do we get, but like, there's something there, Dan, there's something there. Uh, Yeah. He's also, he was a big Brexiteer. He was both Dan, like everything. He was both. Yeah, he, he was a remainer, then a then a lever. He was anti-Trump, then he was pro-Trump. Like he's he's a weird guy. But I mean, how does it end up that you know I'm standing here with Johnny Rotten, and he's talking about Trump? And I guess my mind my mind just started spinning out on calculations of what Trump means. Yeah, like the not like he was. I get the the body. He was just like he wanted Trump because Trump would sort of dissolve all pretense yeah i mean i would gut that he he at least began to endorse trump just because he knew it would get a rise out of people sure you know and then somewhere along the way kind of he bought his own bullshit he bought his own bs yeah that would be my gut but there is this thing about trump is like you know the Coca-Cola you pour in the gas, you know, or in the, uh, and it cleans out the engine of your car or whatever, like this sort of acerbic agent that kind of dissolves everything around it and, and exposes how shit everything is. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of lays it bare. And here we are. And what does it mean that the FBI is raiding his house and he's stolen all these documents. He's accused of so many crimes. We can't even keep track of them anymore. We're going to yeah. have another set of hearings about that coup that we had where they were going to kill Mike Pence. Hey, remember when they were running around the, <laughs> the Capitol building looking for Mike Pence so they could take him out and hang him? Because they were going to kill that guy, Dan. They were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill that guy. They were absolutely going to kill that man. So we found out just recently that he was like sort of basically okay with the fact that they were going to try to find and kill the vice president and that the vice president's security detail was sending messages to their loved ones saying, I may not make it out of here. Tell my wife I love her because they were in real danger of dying because people were trying to kill Mike Pence. They were going to kill that man. So now we have it that he's accused of espionage. Yeah. My brain is trying to do the math, Dan. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, mean, the the only thing we have left is him actually murdering a dude. I mean, eventually. Eventually, they're going to be like, we're taking up the floor of Trump Tower because we think there's a dude in there. (laughs) They weren't digging any holes at Mar-a-Lago. Maybe they should have. This is what I'm saying, Dan. Like, if you're already at treason you know, attempts to overthrow the government and espionage. What the fuck you got else? (laughs) You got nothing else. They got nothing else. Republicans have been contorting themselves all week to try to uh, defend it, to try to put this on, you know, Biden and the FBI. It seems like they have now coalesced around two different defenses. The first being, look, January 2020 was super chaotic. We were all busy. There was a lot going on. There was a lot and going on. When you're in the house a lot and you never go out, stuff gets really messy. 
Yeah. And look, like maybe something got scooped yeah. up accidentally. I, you know what? You're busy storing all those beans and, yeah. you know, Lysol and water for when the, you know, the water wars come and, you know, and things, shit, shit got moved. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that if you are trying to manage first a coup and second the fallout from a coup, mm. that your packing is going to be a little rushed. I've often said, Dan, that one of my favorite movies is Argo because that first scene when they invade the embassy and there's just this phone call scene where someone goes, they're in. And they hang up the phone and go, <laughs> get the burners. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't get the burners. They just threw it in a suitcase and walked out. So that's ex explanation one. Just, hey, look, January 2020 was nuts, man. We were like, all. What are you going to do? We were all busy. And then the other... Is that, okay, sure, maybe this stuff has been labeled classified, but the president can declassify anything. And in this case, he has declassified everything with his mind. Mm. I've done that. He might not have told anyone, but it doesn't matter because he thought about it once, maybe. He wished it. Yeah. Just made it. He made it happen. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the one of the latest explanations that came out was that, look, everyone takes home like work home sometimes. And whenever he did, he just would it would magically be declassified if it came home. Now, none of this, Maureen, really explains anything because the National Archives have been asking for material back since last year. And last year, Trump returned 15 boxes. Give us our stuff. Over the course of the spring and summer, we're now learning that Trump lawyers had multiple meetings with the Justice Department over documents which Justice believe had not yet been returned, including just today, the New York Times is now reporting that one of Trump's lawyers signed a declaration on June 3rd that all classified documents had been returned. That was smart. That was a good move on their part. It so, also doesn't explain. Is that a that in itself would be a crime? I would assume. Right. I would assume that if you are signing your name to a declaration that you've returned everything, that uh, you are you made a whoopsie. Right. At a bare minimum, it's not a great whoopsie. But it also, Maureen, doesn't explain why, if all of this stuff was magically declassified by the president's own brain, why after. Some of these visits by the Justice Department happened this spring and summer. Uh, aides were notified to put a padlock on the door in the basement where they were stored. I have that, Dan. I bought a storage unit in the basement and I have a padlock on it so no one can take my humidifiers. Yeah, but if the, if the FBI came in right. with a warrant for your humidifiers, right. they're walking right out with them. Oh, shit. Also, because none it's of a this... padlock for that I bought at Ace Hardware? None of this, Maureen, explains why he had any of this to begin with mm -hmm. and why he held on to it for so long and what the fuck he did with it during that time. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. Well, remember when people would just like the world leaders would visit Mar-a-Lago and we'd be like, that place is just dripping with microphones. Remember <laughs> when ProPublica brought a boat outside yes. and pointed it at Mar-a-Lago where we're basically like it would take someone five minutes to hack this joint? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that people were just uh, walking around sticking thumb drives and stuff. 
I mean, remember when at Mar-a-Lago Trump was having dinner with the prime minister of uh, or the president of Japan when Mm -hmm. North Korea launched nukes and they just like did their meeting out on the patio? Footnote, that man was murdered recently. (laughs) He was. He was murdered in the street. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Not, I would assume, connected anyway to Trump. Just a little footnote that that guy, the the ex-president of Japan, was murdered in the street. Sure was. Sure Um, was. Because it's not much of a secure facility, that Marlon. No, and it's a it's a cursed place. Don't go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they you we could break into Marlago. I don't think it would take much. No. It wouldn't. But also, it isn't just that he had that he had files in basically an open access place, but Maureen, espionage. Yeah. He stole a bunch of nuclear secrets and put them in his basement of his weird Florida house. To do something with them with a foreign body. Because... It's not like Donald Trump is just real interested in physics. (laughs) And this is the second part of the why I started the Johnny Rotten story. And I said, okay, do the math, Maureen. What does this all mean? What does the January, what do the January 6th hearings mean? What does this raid mean? Well, clearly they've come to take out the trash. I guess that the idea is in that statement. Uh, powers that be, but various, I would say, including even the Republicans, just every, I think it's a mix of people. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think that there are people within the justice department that actually want to pursue this, or there are even Republic, there are Democrats that who even knows what Demo- the Democrats want anymore. Uh, yeah. A decent grilled cheese sandwich at a nap, I guess is kind of it sometimes from I mean, what I can tell. I think the Republicans are going to, I think that there are a number of Republicans that are simply going to take him out of the running. That's what I sort of assume this is about. The Liz Cheney's of the world is just at this point. What is it? What is it for? What is it for, Dan? What's this all for? What does it mean? You tell me. What's the answer? I mean, I don't I personally don't think that there are enough Republicans willing to take the hit to take him out of the running. I think that. You know, this week, if anyone was looking for an exit, like if anyone was looking for the emergency strap to pull, this week was it, right? And ain't nobody pulling that strap. Like they're just, every single person in, in power is either fully strapped onto him now or they are terrified of the people that are. Well, like that, there I are think, very few people. I think the terrified people are, are you know, my, you want to know what my prediction is, Dan? Yes. I think they're going to do a Nixon and a Spiro Agnew situation where there's enough shit going on between New York, between the um, January 6th hearings, and now this investigation into potential espionage. And I know I'm, I'm missing a, another crime in there somewhere. There's another. Uh, the whole Georgia inquiry happening as well. Right. And the Georgia. OK, so is that four? Was it three? Does this make a fourth? Let's see. All right. We've got espionage. Yes. We've got Letitia James. And we've got uh, an additional 
New York investigation into the Trump organization. Yeah, I always conflate those two. So there's actually two separate New York ones. Yeah, there's there's at least two separate uh, things. There is uh, the Atlanta, the 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 Georgia investigation into attempting to uh, overturn the election there. And there is the January 6th inquiry in Congress. You could probably also add an additional one that there is a parallel January 6th investigation happening at the Justice Department. So that's at least six. So does he go to jail? I firmly believe he will not end up going to jail. This is what I think. Yeah. I think they do a deal with him. Yeah. You don't go to jail and you don't run. Right. what, What I assume the deal is. Yeah. I think that I mean, that deal would have to be made by the Justice Department, right? Um, I don't know that they can make the deal of you don't run, right? Like, um, That's the thing is I I don't know who could authorize, like how you would coordinate all this stuff. But it feels like enough people could figure out a way to coordinate it. Right. But there'll be someone who wants to keep driving. There's some Leroy Jenkins in there that's like, we're going ahead with this. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know where it's going. You know, I feel like we have seen this guy weasel out of everything, right? Like he's like a greased pig when it comes to trying to get, get a, get a hold of him. So I tend to take the, the more cautious and cynical approach of, you know, we will first figure out like, for instance, the lawyer who signed their name saying they no longer had any classified documents that person is clearly going to be first under the bus right like who else can be tossed under the bus before uh before you reach donald trump the the interesting part the part that does feel a little bit different than where we've landed before is that there is an investigation involving espionage because mm. that tends to not that, be that may be the line for some yeah. We've tested this on Trump loving relative and right. he um oh he just didn't say anything. Okay. And whenever something about Trump is is real bad, he just kind of doesn't say anything. Right. Right. I mean the thing that's interesting is there is no way that this raid took place without the full knowledge that whatever it was they were looking for was A, important enough to fucking raid Mar-a-Lago, and B, that they knew 100% they would have it. Yeah. Right? Like, you do not just go waltzing into Mar-a-Lago as the FBI. Like, I mean, that was part of why Merrick Garland said, like, I approved this, right? Like, because there had been a bunch of kind of poorly sourced reports and things like that, that this was like a local job and like that it wasn't, you know, and that people at the higher up levels were pissed that it happened and all of that. Like, no, like none of this happened without a great deal of knowledge that a, they were going to like a shitstorm was going to happen. Right. And B that it was worth that shitstorm. So that's where things are curious to me. The thing that I keep trying to figure out is why now 
right? Mm -hmm. Like if this involves documents, like they've known these documents are at Mar-a-Lago for I think 18 months or something, like for a long time. Um, it, like why, what triggered the need, you know, and they have been having discussions all summer about these same documents as far uh, as we know. One thing that happened that day that somebody said somewhere was that it's 91 days before an election or it was like 92 days before okay. an election. Yeah, I mean, part of me... But I, they I, waited. I mean, they could have done it at any point. Right. Well, not they, they waited a couple of days after the judge approved the search warrant, right? Um, and the general belief there is that they waited so that Trump was not there. You know, um, in part because that would have been a bigger shitstorm than they probably wanted. Right. But they something happened that made them say, OK, it's time to go get a search warrant. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, this guy has some overdue library books and we're annoyed and, and with asking for them back and fucking send someone in to get them. Right. Like there, there's some reason that this happened. Well, I guess one. I'm, this is the mystery writer. Is that something has happened down the line? Like maybe something has come up on security channels, like some information has been out there, or yeah. maybe they got the in indication that something was in the wind. Right. And that things were, or that calls had been made, because this is the best part of it, Dan. Again, as the mystery writer, I just want to say I'm excited because we've got a real knives out situation on our hands. <laughs> because they had an informant. Yeah. Someone in the building. Well, we don't know for sure that they had an informant, but it does feel like. I thought they actually confirmed there was an informant. No, there's nothing in the warrant or anything like that that says this is based on CI information or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. so the 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 informant stuff, it seems to be mostly coming from the Trump camp that he is losing his shit about <laughs> who if they have a mole. However, they knew what they were looking for and they knew where to go. Yeah. But that that also becomes a little more understandable when you realize that they've been talking with lawyers for months now yeah. about this shit, mm -hmm. including like, where do you keep it? Like that was apparently after they were asking about like, where where do you keep documents in Mar-a-Lago was when the re request to padlock a door came down. <laughs> But Dan, even informant or not, let's just say it could be true. It might not be true. Yeah. Just the idea, just the paranoia. Oh, yeah. Truly a knives out situation where everyone is like staring at everyone else in the in the big parlor. This is the stuff murder mysteries are made of, Dan. Someone yeah. did it. Someone in the room. Who is the murderer? Yeah. Who is the mole? Yeah. It's good stuff. Just to, totally week, just to recap his week, just to recap his week, the FBI, as he's up in New York to give a deposition, the FBI raids his house. Yeah. He gives a deposition. And was it the next day that New York, the New York case went ahead? Uh, I believe the New York case went ahead a little later in the week. I think that I think the order of things was that on Monday, the approval to releases tax returns right. is given and at the same time basically the fbi is raiding his house hold on i just got to get the other line <laughs> what do you mean my tech hold on this call keeps <laughs> yes jesus do not let them get to jesus Christ. let's just let's think about this one for a second then 
you have to be you're you're, you're Trump. All right. Uh, hello. Uh, sir, we just have some bad news about your taxes. Uh, and the, what, what, I got to file them? No, well, they're going to get your taxes, sir. This is what we're the, finding out. Beep. No, oh, the, hold, hold on. I got I to gotta get the other line. Hello. Beep. Uh, yeah, this is Donald hello. Trump. Hello. Hello, sir. Uh, yeah. We have, uh, yeah. We, we have some bad news. Oh, wait, did I not did I not flip over? Because that's what they said on the other. The other hold on a second. Let me just click back. Hey, uh, did you just call me on the same line? Well, no, I just called to tell you this bad news about your taxes. Beep. Okay, okay. But you're not also on the other line? Beep. What? Okay, Beep. hold on. I got to jump over. Okay, Beep. okay, so you're not the tax guy. No, I have the bad news. Oh, so, the other guy had the bad news. What do you got? Bad news. That's what the other guy had. Beep. Oh, so, hold on. I got another call. Beep. Uh, yeah, hello? Sir, I yeah. really have to talk to you about these taxes. Because okay, they are going to get I, your tax. Beep. Okay, I got to get over to the Beep. other guy. Okay, bad news guy, what Beep. do you got? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm just reminding you about your deposition on Wednesday. Oh, just yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm and, just going to do um, the fourth on that one. Bring, okay. Bring yeah, it. Yeah, hello? Your, uh, do not yep. bring a water bottle. Beep. Yep. Go ahead. I got to jump. Got to jump. Hello. Beep. Hello. What's Hi, going on? Hi, I got the bad news. So listen yeah. about your yeah. taxes. Yeah. They're going yeah. to get okay. beep. They're right. going I got to get the tax, tax guy already. No. Me. You got to get me back. I don't Beep. know how phones work. Beep. Jesus Christ. I'm going to just throw this into the East River. It's me, Rudy. <laughs> Where is Rudy? Anyway, that's the voice that I have not been hearing at all this week. Mm. Oh. Where is Rudy? Yeah, I know that he has been like doing his podcast and shit. He has not fully gone to ground, but it... It was a bit of a revelation. He does not seem to be Trump's personal lawyer anymore, as far as I can tell. It's going to be some bad times ahead for Rudy. Yeah, definitely going to be some bad. Rudy is being forced to uh, to give a deposition in the uh, Georgia case. So, Dan, today, as we record, is the 13th of August. Yeah. Now, what that means is in about three weeks or so, Yep. The January 6th committee will, we're, is going to be coming back. And side note, were we recording when Alex Jones lost his trial? We were not. Okay. So this is another weird sidebar <laughs> that happened is that Alex Jones, in a beautiful, beautiful thing, lost his trial against or the, or the case that was lodged against him by one of the parents of a Sandy Hook victim and has to give up like, 45 or 43 million dollars yeah but obviously the best part of that whole story is that for some reason his lawyer which is apparently the lawyer from arrested development <laughs> his lawyer accidentally sent the prosecution two years worth of alex, alex jones's text messages his whole phone cloned yeah. have your here's his phone here is a clone of his entire fucking phone for the last two years and the January 6th committee sidled over because presumably someone looked at that shit and went, hey, you might want this. Yeah, and they well, said, I mean, two years involves the entire lead up and aftermath of January 6th. So now the January 6th committee has Alex Jones's phone. Yeah, yeah. Second thing on that fucking phone of note is that apparently Alex Jones says nude pictures of his wife to Roger Stone. Sure. Why not? Which brings us back to this weird pardon in the box. Oh, yeah. So, so he wrote a pardon for Roger Stone, but that just kept it. 
Well, he did pardon Roger Stone. So what what the clemency for Roger Stone thing is and why that merited actually being listed on the inventory is truly a, a mystery. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, why? Well, because if it's just notes around why he gave him a pardon, like, I'm not sure why that would be collected in this. You unless know, like it the, says something like, here's all the crimes you and I did together. <laughs> Hey, so I'm just going to make a list of all everything and, uh, you know, we won't put it out there. <laughs> it's not even a list. Ed. It's like a scrapbook full of the stickers and shit that you can get. <laughs> it's got like those little quote stickers, like good times. And it's just pictures of them crying. And... It's it's a collection of friendship bracelets, but each bracelet has their crime written on it. <sighs> Dan, what's going to happen? We're going We're I mean, we're on the slide. We're 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 entering back to school phase, we and sure we're all going to go back to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also not to mention we're entering back to school phase, and also the fall and winter, which means we're going to have another COVID spike. <laughs> I just want to. I mean, listen. To the me. plague is going around in your city. We or have not the plague polio. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, everybody in New York is calling their parents. To find out if we had the polio vaccine. Yeah, I had one of the nights that I had very, very bad internet. I was looking up my two kids' uh, medical records to make sure that they had had the polio vaccine. Yes, we have monkeypox, polio, and COVID, of course. Man. It's a great place to You guys know how to do it. Dad, should I move? Yes. Not going to. I'm not going to. What we're saying. Dan, tell me what's going to happen. I I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen next week? Well, the good news is we're back. We're back in town. We're back to weekly. Possibly. And, possibly and, and more possibly than more. that. Possibly more. Yeah. We are definitely moving in to see you tomorrow stage for I sure. Mean, considering that we're re- recording an episode that is coming out on a Sunday. Damn. And then we will be back on Wednesday. What if he is actually charged with a criminal crime of criming this year? Well, what Maureen if it, Johnson, that's why I have already secured indictment.fyi. I'm I'm saying the words out loud. What if this year, 2022, between all of these things going on, he is legit straight up criminal charges are brought? I mean, what if happens it was, if it was anyone else? At this point, you would expect it, right? Like they literally, they walked out of Mar-a-Lago with 20 boxes and the majority of those boxes were top secret. Yeah, they're all, it's like they were walking out with boxes all marked crime on the side. Yeah. Here's the crime. Literally, literally, here's a crime. So, you know, it, it sure feels like. People have been executed for shit like this. Oh, yeah. Famously I mean the history. Were... The history of the um, of the Espionage Act is not a very good history. No. Like it has been used and misused a lot. Yes, but uh, it is a very serious thing. Yeah, but it uh, yeah. Who what, knows, Maureen? But what happens? Let's just say I'm writing. We're writing the history now. Like we're writing the fanfic now. He's accused of the crime of a crime this year. Criminal charges are brought yeah. against him. Yeah. What happens around the country? <laughs> uh, because, I mean, at least 
the FBI office in, in Cincinnati was attacked. That just sort of happened yeah. midweek. That's just another little dot on the radar. Yeah. I mean, I think that it will. So having just driven around a lot of the country, Maureen, mm-hmm. I will tell you that there is an interesting thing where if you go into n- very rural areas, you don't see Trump signs or anything else. You just you don't you really don't see much of anything. It is where the it is where like the rural butts up against the like suburban and urban and especially where it butts up against money. Right. Is where you see all of the signs. And so like that, it it, it feels like you've got these like like it's like plate tectonics. Right. And they're like rubbing up against each other. And that's where the earthquakes happen. Um, We were driving up. um kind of parallel to the Olympic Peninsula in Washington up toward Bainbridge Island, which is very, very wealthy, where a lot of like tech money and other money from Seattle has um, has homes and kind of further south on whatever peninsula that was in. um, The towns are much more kind of working class and that sort of thing. And we were clearly on a road that well, we were in a town where the road branches off into the Olympic Peninsula. We were just going up. So we were going from from south to north. It's a Friday afternoon. There's a ton of traffic coming down from north to south, coming down uh, from the Bainbridge Ferry from Seattle for like, you know, weekends on the Olympic Peninsula. And on that, on the side of the road that was opposite us was uh, a big Trump protest, like a pro-Trump protest happening. And it's entirely just to kind of fuck with the people that are coming down from Seattle. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's not they're not expecting supporters. They are there to just be like double birds. Fuck you. And there was a guy there was a guy holding a sign that just read, flip me off if you're brainwashed. (sighs) And that to me feels like kind of what I saw over and over again is just like people trying to provoke a response Mm -hmm. from you know, from folks that they think are, are, you know, shitty or whatever. Um, so that's to me where I would, I would have concerns is those areas. Like I, that's, these are certainly things I'm familiar with in the area that I came from, my family's neighborhood area. Yeah. There are definitely people on our street that I would not trust. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, a hundred percent. One of you guys was down on at, at, on the sixth of January. Like, there's no question. Oh sure, that became sort of our Janice and my and the teens shorthand for a lot of the like folks you see at campgrounds driving big ass trucks with like Second Amendment stickers. We would just call them J Sixers. My 13 year old nephew in England. Anytime anything small happened in the house that went wrong, like someone dropped a tea bag or something, he would just yeah. go, <clears throat> Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> it was real funny. <laughs> it's funny. Just uh, in a my, real, real low. <laughs> my, uh, one of my favorite moments of the trip, well, not favorite moments, favorite moment involving a J6 or in the trip was, uh, I was heading to the bathroom. It was like a one holer and uh there was a guy like full on like wearing camo like 
also heading to the bathroom. And so I just like started walking extra fast, cut him off, got in, came back. And I said to Janice, I'm like, he may have stormed the Capitol, but he didn't storm the bathroom. (laughs) Well, Dan, the good thing is we've recorded this. We've covered the news and nothing else is going to happen this week. Yep, we're done. Sorry we'll that we're, month. we're kind of blowing it. You know, everything we could have put into Wednesday, we did here. So it's going to be really slow. We may have to make some shit up. So. Yeah, it'll just be chill. It'll be fine. It, What's going to happen in up? January 6th? Like, I do feel like this is a real, like, sparkling fall lineup. We're all going to be out there with our pumpkins and our leaves and, you know, what with the warm, with the warm cups of tea. <laughs> mm. Sitting there. Let's come on. Let's watch. What should we watch tonight? January 6th hearings or the Trump prosecution hearings? <laughs> or all there of won't these. Be, I mean, the thing the thing to remember is if they were to put an indictment through, it is still a very long time before there would be hearings and I, actual I don't, prosecution. I don't know if he survives that, literally. I mean, at some point, the stress is going to destroy this man. Here's the thing, Maureen. If you remember Vintage Says Who, Mm -hmm. we talked quite a bit about Trump's theory that a body is like a battery. Yes. And if you use too much energy by exercising and uh, that sort of thing, you wear, you deplete your battery and you die early. Right. Here's the thing, Maureen. I realized this over the course of the summer. I think he's right. Yeah, he might be right. I think he is 100% right, and that man is going to live for fucking ever. Mm. Because how any of this shit hasn't killed him yet Mm. is a mystery. Mm. Just the thought, though, of someone going into his safe with all the whatever weird shit. Can you imagine what kind of weird shit's in Donald Trump's safe? Everyone is speculating on that this this week, and here's my honest answer. You know what's in Donald Trump's safe? Bunch of nudes. Signed eight by tens of Donald Trump. He just likes to open his safe, be like, hey, hang on a second. Like, like does a little combo, and then like pulls out of things like, here you go. Have a nice day. It might be that. Or it might be weird compromising information about people that you do not want to like really gross pictures. Mm. Like real like deep close ted cruz nudes and stuff like like Oof. really ones that Oof. really okay. get in okay. there they really are like it's like orifice centered like just faces and holes you know what i mean like that's just a with a million chunky soup cans in the background so you know Oof. it's him okay okay more and that, wait i got the Maureen chunky Johnson. soup tapes. this is a this is a family show chunky soup tapes oh boy it's says not- who dad it's made possible by you. What is Aren't going to happen? You know what? You're going to have to tune in on Wednesday to find out <sighs> through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where most every Sunday, certainly starting again next Sunday. Sorry about the summer. It's been a bit of a bit of a thing. 
you get a whole bonus episode of Says Who. You also, if you give it the $10 a month level, you get a sticker in the mail from the Says Who Sticker Club. They're always good. They're always there for you. They always bring a smile to your face. Patreon.com slash Says Who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H-E-Y at Says Who Podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to this thing. And you can join us on Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday. Yes. Three days from now, August 17th for our very next episode. Can I ask everyone a favor? Yeah. I'm trying to move over to Instagram, you guys, to do a little more stuff there so that I don't just lose my soul on Twitter every day, which especially the rate of news is going. So if you could follow me on Instagram at Maureen Johnson Books, um, then I can justify uh, spending more time. I love it. And making reels and stuff. I'm trying to make things that look, you know, nice, pretty pictures to go with the the grinding news that I got on the other end. So (laughs) that's what that's about. I like it. I like it. Well, from my basement, once again, here in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. Welcome back, Cotter. Thanks. What is going to happen? Gonna I'm looking at the news listening. right. I'm looking at the news right now just to see what's happening. See if anything well, has happened. Gotta, you got to say your see. name part. Uh, Mega name Flood part. is coming to California. Okay, I love that band. Uh, Trump lawyer claim no classify. Okay, we know about that. All right. Nothing's happened so far. See you later tonight. I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been... There's a spider going down right in front of my monitor right now. This has been Says Who. Yeah, you're back. Back to Spiderland. There are so many spiders in the basement when we got back. It was like I walked through the basement. I was covered in spiders by the time I reached the other side. Spider Ah. webs. It was it was nuts. Ah.